Welcome to Blast the Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, caregivers, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning what if? What if we had a positive perspective on education? What if we flipped the switch on education? What if we were the solution? Hello listeners, we are excited to blast the airwaves with you today and provide educational solutions for all. My name is Rebecca Gibney and I am the Curriculum and Online Learning Specialist here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. I'm thrilled to welcome you to this episode of Blast the Airwaves. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Dan Coran, Special Education Supervisor here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss educational solutions for all. Specifically, we're going to be discussing the role teacher clarity plays in student and teacher success in all learning environments. So, Dan, why don't we start, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, what the average day looks like in your life professionally. Sure. And thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me uh, for this uh, particular uh, broadcast or podcast. A little bit about myself uh, quickly. Um, my wife's a retired teacher. I have two daughters. One's a teacher. One's a pharmaceutical sales rep. Four grandchildren. I have a stepdaughter that's a teacher as well. I have. I've had a lot of different professions in my life, and um, you know that uh, movie, "It's a Wonderful Life." If they did yeah. a movie about me, it'd be "It's an Interesting Life." <laughs> I went back to school in my late forties. Uh, received a uh, communication studies um, bachelor of arts degree from Lock Haven University. I've received a master's in, at Bloomsburg exceptionalities, in exceptionalities and with a teacher certificate and uh, taught an emotional support uh, classroom for the IU-17 for about five years, went back to school and uh, acquired my certificate of supervision in special ed. And I've been a special ed supervisor the last eight years, um, special ed director at Canton Area School District, and I also oversee um, two residential uh, treatment centers, Clear Vision in Montgomery and Lassa Quick in uh, Trout Run. And then you asked me uh, about my average day. Uh, average day, this is what uh, the reason I really enjoy my job, because it's fast paced, it's a total variety, nothing's ever the same each day. Uh, the day's filled with IEP meetings, uh, gifted IEP meetings, 504 meetings, uh, supervisory work, observations, uh, let's see, emails, uh, phone calls, I put out fires, trainings, and did I talk about paperwork? <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of paperwork. So uh, that's what the day consists of. It's uh, always something new that uh, takes place, and uh, that's why I enjoy it. Yeah, it is the beauty of education. <laughs> And as educators, no one day is the same, and we always have to be on our toes and flexible. So I can definitely agree with you on that one. Right. So it sounds like you you manage um, and support a lot of programs, students, educators. Let's talk about student expectations. Um, 
When you're working with your supervisors, how do you work with them to establish expectations in the different learning environments for students? Okay. And I think you meant how am I working with my teachers? Correct. Um, well, first of all, expectations. Let me think about it that for a minute. You know what, uh, Rebecca, I'm a firm believer that before a teacher establishes expectations for uh, their students, I really think the teacher needs to establish expectation for themselves. What do I mean by that? Um, what am I expected to do, to say, to what is expected of me in the classroom? What do my students expect of me? My personal expectations, um, and I do an affirmation, and I've done this for like eight years since I've been in the field. Actually, I'm sorry, I've been in the field for at least 12 years. Um, my expectations for myself, I do an affirmation and it's like four P's. Um, professional. I want to be professional in what I do, say, my appearance, my manners. Uh, prepared. I want to be prepared for my lessons, my meetings. Um, I also uh, want to be positive in my interaction with parents, students, staff. And then the fourth P that I came up with some years ago is um, I always want to be passionate passionate in my career. So it's kind of like a devotion a, uh, that I do on my way to work uh, to uh, my higher power, I call him the Lord, uh, to help me to be professional, prepared, positive, and passionate. So those are the expectations I have myself. Now for the students' expectations, and you let me know if my answers are going kind of long here. I am. No, you're fine. I can't be long-winded. <laughs> you're all good. Um and by the way, getting back, I forgot to tell you, I was a DJ for 25 years. That's right. DJ business. So uh, I do have a tendency to talk when I get in front of a microphone. But student <laughs> expectations and different environments, um, no matter what environment uh, where one teaches, um, research indicates that expectations, and, and I've read this uh, different times, expectations should not be forced on students, but they should be developed with students. So when students are involved with setting expectations, uh, it gives them a sense of ownership. It gives them a sense of um, part of owning or being part of the class. Um, the expectations uh, belong to the student. And so, for example, when I used to teach, I would have the students help me to make their uh, rules or their, their expectations uh, for that particular class. Of course, the expectations, I think, uh, let me just kill that little buzz that comes down from an email that I took care of that. Uh, the expectations need to be reasonable, uh, let's see, clear, and um, always consistent. We used to do a role play every, every morning. So funny, I did a, um, I did a kind of a, it's an emotional support classroom, but the kids were also uh, lower functioning. And I would have a student uh, introduce me every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I would stand in the back and you go, ladies and gentlemen, here's Mr. Coran. And then I'd run up to the classroom and <laughs> like, I, I, that was my fantasy of being like Johnny Carson, you know, having my own show. <laughs> so I would do a, like a little crowd breaker joke. And then we would have the kids role play their expectations. In other words, role play their rules. Let's role play a positive choice. You know, how would you react to this situation? And different ones uh, would do that. And that was um, the student expectations. How was that for a long answer? That No, that is wonderful. You hit on so many important things. Um, the first thing you mentioned that stuck out to me is 
first the teacher stepping back and having expectations for themselves. And uh-huh. I always find, you know, asking my students first, starting out with that student voice um, and student choice, like, what do you expect of me? Like, mm-hmm. I know what's expected from me, from my administrators, but from you. And I don't think kids get that question a lot. Hmm. And then I, I loved your four P's, that that little mantra and af- affirmations that you say to yourself about being professional, prepared, positive, and passionate. And then just, you know, giving that student choice and the student voice in their expectations and building those norms, which we've talked about on this podcast previously. So it's great mm. that you brought that up. Um, I definitely think that empowers our students. Great. Thank you for that response. Um And, you know, now that we shift this, it actually talks when you were talking about consistency, our focus lately has been on teacher clarity. And a lot with that has to do with success. Mm. And how do we make sure that we're articulating to our students what it feels like, what is success? So can you talk about a time recently where maybe you felt success? And what are some kinds of success that you're seeing with your educators right now? Mm. Okay. Teacher clarity. Yeah, that hasn't been a focus. Um, teacher clarity, that, when I think about that, it's, to me, it's um, a method and a mindset uh, mm-hmm. where we want to be clear with our instruction expectations. And then that leads, of course, to student success. So you asked me uh, a time when I recently felt success. Well, when I was teaching, uh, I would feel success when the students felt the success. It was kind of a shared uh, time together at the IU 17, we used to call it a mission moment together. Um, presently, where I'm at right now as a supervisor of special education, I feel success uh, when I'm in IEP meetings. I have terrific teachers, terrific teachers at Canton, and terrific teachers uh, here at the IU with Clear Vision and Losquick that I supervise. And when I see the goals, in the IEPs that are being reached and the progress monitoring. That is a tremendous success. And the parent shares that success. And we always emphasize that in our meetings. Uh, Goal setting, when we set goals for our students uh, to reach success, that's so important. Um, You know, Rebecca, I'm looking at the corner of my desk right now. Uh, I'm looking all around because that's just my nature, but I see a rubber band uh, setting there on my desk. And it kind of brings to my mind the art of goal setting is similar to that. If you take that rubber band, if I take that rubber band and stretch that rubber band as far as I can and hold it there for a while, it will never go back uh, to its original size. And I think it's the same way with the goals that we set for success for our students and for ourselves. When we set goals, we stretch ourselves or our, and our students we stretch their thinking, we stretch our imagination, our creativity. And you know what? We never go back to our original way of thinking. And I that's what I think it is. We stretch ourselves, we stretch our students, and that leads to success. Um, Oliver Wendell Holmes uh, said, and one of my favorite authors I enjoy reading, a man's mind stretched by new ideas may never return to its uh, original uh, dimensions. So success in a classroom comes in different forms, implementing accommodations, helping a student to understand a concept, uh, and um, maintaining a relationship with that t- student and stretching their goals, their creativity. 
I'm sorry, but I get yep. passionate when I start talking about that's it. That's amazing. Yeah, but... I don't think I'm ever going to look at a rubber band the same way anymore <laughs> now. So and I'm sure our listeners won't either. That's a fantastic analogy. And Thank you. Um, really relating it to sort of our real world and what we see uh, right now. So we like to do some questions from the field. And so the biggest question we are having when we talk about teacher clarity is we talked about relevance. How can we help our students find relevance in what they're learning to keep them coming back for more? How have you found um, a way, I guess you could say, to keep things relevant? Huh. I think um, students uh, really need to have the perception and we need to help them have the perception that what we're teaching is relevant, which should be interesting and something worth knowing. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done this. I've pounded facts into students' minds. And you know what? That's that's useless. At, mm-hmm. We need relevant learning. I'm glad you brought up relevant learning. It's effective learning. Uh, when teachers get creative and implement relevant activities, that is what engages the students, uh, not only emotionally, but uh, I believe it connects what they already know. And, um, and when that happens, the student will come back for more. Uh, student engagement is so important, and we, we stress that here at the IU. We stress it, uh, I'm sure a lot of school districts stress student engagement, and that comes with relevant instruction. So then when instead of the student asking uh, when they leave the classroom, how am I ever going to be using that in the real world? You know, they're going to be leaving the classroom thinking, wow, I can relate to that. And um, I wonder how that's going to work in my life. And then when students determine that the lesson is worth knowing, you know, I really believe they're going to stay engaged. Yeah. And I'm glad you bring up engagement. We just started talking about that in the podcast for like module uh, six in the distance learning playbook as they start talking about engagement and relevance really plays a role in that. I I keep bringing up and going back to our kids and I know it's harder now than ever, more now than ever, but they have to know their why. Like, why are they in education? Why is their education important for some of them, you know, high school diploma might be their only diploma. And therefore Mm -hmm. it is the most important diploma that they're going to get um, for if they go into, you know, careers right away in the workforce. So we must keep it relevant for them. Exactly. And, and one more thought is Mm -hmm. um, we need to be not only educators keeping it relevant for them, but um, motivators for the students uh, and celebrate uh, their success with them. And I'm not sure how that would be done in certain classrooms, but how often in the educational experience do we really provide students with an opportunity to celebrate or reflect upon their accomplishments right? and what they have learned? Um, I used to play the song when I was DJing, Celebration, Cool in the Gang. That would really get the people out on the dance floor uh, most of the time. But um, we really need to celebrate the kids' uh, successes and, and motivate the students to do well. Yes. Can't agree with you more. And now it's actually time for my favorite part. Ah. It's called our Blast Five. And so we're going to blast you with five rapid questions for you to quickly answer. So I have to Um, have a rapid answer, correct? That is correct. That is correct. So these can be professional or personal. And what I'll do then is we can link them in the show notes on our website um, if they need further explanation. So are you ready for this? Okay, I guess I'm ready. All right. So your favorite app or website? 
Hmm. I think it'd have to be Amazon Prime because, uh, and that's what keeps me working all the time to pay all the bills that come in after I. <laughs> there you go. Good one. There. Favorite strategy right now. My favorite strategy is uh, using a positive approach and humor. That's my strategy. You are very humorous. I do need to add that. Thank you. Very good. Uh, Your favorite read. What are you reading right now? Or your favorite read in general? I love reading motivational books, especially um, I'm reading one right now by Joel Olstein, Mm -hmm. a um, uh, minister on television. Yep. Very positive, motivating, and um, that really uh, helps me. And I like it a lot. Wonderful. Your favorite self-care activity? Uh, self-care activity, uh, kayaking. I had, now it's getting cold out there. Uh, fishing. I like music. I do this for self-care activities. I think that's what you're looking for. And I also work yes. out when I can. Yes. And so the last one then, your favorite song or music? Oh, wow. Uh, from a DJ. You got to pick one. Okay. So let me just narrow it down. Being an Italian... American, I think I'll have to pick Sinatra in uh, my way. And of course, uh, Andre Bocelli. My two wonderful. wonderful. Well, thank you, Dan, so much. It has been a blast with you, no pun intended. And thank you for taking some time today to blast the airwaves with us and our listeners. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Take care, study hard. I shouldn't say study hard, but you are studying hard right now because you're <laughs> learning all these new tricks of the trade here. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me. It has been a pleasure. Wonderful. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.